This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Congressman Mike Rogers is seeking to ramp up the military response when it comes to a recent decision made by Russian President Vladimir Putin. Rogers is now urging the Biden administration to deploy additional nuclear forces in response to President Putin's suspension of his country's adherence to the New START Treaty on Nuclear Weapons. The New START Treaty is an agreement between the U.S. and Russia that limits the number of intercontinental nuclear weapons that are deployed by each country. Rogers is suggesting that Joe Biden direct the Joint Staff and U.S. Strategic Command to accelerate planning of nuclear weapon deployment in the event that Russia breaches the New START even further than what they've already done. Rogers says all options must be on the table to increase the readiness of the U.S. nuclear triad, and that means deploying additional nuclear forces. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville says a recent executive order by Joe Biden is an embarrassment. The executive order is to create equity initiatives within the federal government, and that would include creating equity teams within each agency. Tuberville spoke about it to Newsmax. Well, it's embarrassing, to be honest with you, Rob. It's, uh, you know, the the First Amendment in the Constitution uh, is about free speech, and it's a reason for that, because our founding fathers believed that everybody should have free speech. Now, this equity situation that uh, President Biden is trying to push on the American people, it's all about control. Uh, the same thing with free speech. It's all about control. So uh, it's not surprising uh, that they're trying to uh, they're trying to push the envelope, so to speak. They, they feel their power. They're pushing their power on more and more people every day. It's through education. It's through everything that uh, American people have anything to do with. So yeah. it's not surprising they're doing this. And we'll do everything we possibly can within our powers in the Senate to, to slow this or stop it. The man accused by Montgomery Mayor Stephen Reed of being a liar and a shyster is now speaking out. This past Tuesday, Mayor Reed held a press conference in which he talked about his angry tirades on an audio recording. It was in a conversation with a man named Charles Lee. Lee is a businessman and founder of a nonprofit organization in Montgomery. Reed says that Lee was trying to extort money from him as mayor, and that's why his tone was so elevated and profanity-filled. Lee was at the press conference that was held by Reed on Tuesday and then spoke to WAKA News afterwards about the accusations that Reed made against him. The only reason I came here is because I saw a press conference today saying that I was supposed to be getting charges and for $30,000. I've never heard none of this stuff before in my life. And, and I don't know how after, what, three years or whatever now there's some tapes leaking. Now you feel like, oh, I'm a charge, charge with whatever. Because if I broke the law then and you the mayor... Wouldn't you, you know, but I'm done talking and I would never shake nobody down for no 30,000. I'm from Chicago. What is 30,000 going to do for anybody? The taped conversation between Lee and Mayor Reed occurred three years ago, but only recently came to light when it was posted on Facebook and YouTube by a group called Montgomery Deserves Better. When it comes to the city of Selma, police chief Kenta Fulford was voted back into his position by a six to one vote from the city council. Selma Mayor James Perkins Jr. had placed the police chief on administrative leave at the end of January and was even recommending a full termination of Fulford from his job. Perkins maintains that Fulford had failed to report to duty following the tornadoes that hit that area. Fulford said he was in the city of Dothan for some training when the tornadoes hit. Fulford says that he assigned Captain Natasha Falks to take the command in his absence. 
which was even further delayed by the road closings caused by the tornadoes. Fulford said that he immediately contacted the mayor when the situation emerged. A steel product manufacturer is planning to build a new facility in Decatur. Newcorp Corporation says their project will be a $125 million investment and will bring 200 full-time jobs to that area. Newcorp will build a transmission tower next to their sheet steel mill. Newcorp is a North Carolina-based company that has manufacturing plants in Birmingham, Tuscaloosa, Fort Payne, Eufaula, and Decatur. Uber is using three cities here in Alabama to test a new safety feature. Uber riders and drivers in Birmingham, Tuscaloosa, and Auburn will now be able to record their trips on a new recording feature within the Uber app. Those recordings will be encrypted and remain on the traveler's phone. They will not be accessed by either Uber headquarters or even the Uber driver. The rider can then send those recordings at any time to Uber if they're seeking to report a driver or a safety concern. The feature can be found in the Uber app's safety toolkit section. Well, over 200,000 people turned out in Mobile this week to take part in the Fat Tuesday celebration of Mardi Gras. The Mobile Police Department says that the number is up by 100,000 people compared to last year. The city of Mobile also enjoyed some high temps for the day as well, a record high of 80 degrees. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news... A fire broke out at a national security complex in Tennessee that processes uranium. The Y-12 National Security Complex is located in the town of Oak Ridge. The fire erupted in Building 9212 within a chemical handling hood. That building is listed as a uranium processing facility by the Department of Energy. WVLT News spoke to a spokesperson from the Y-12 facility. All right, so uh, as I mentioned, there's really two things happening at the same time. First, it's accountability and um, uh, taking those actions for the safety and health of our employees. Second, there is an emergency response team that is specifically going to the area uh, where the incident occurred, stabilizing that. Uh, we have a, uh, a very broad team that is trained specifically to deal with the hazards associated, associated with the work we do. And so they'll inform us as to their progress uh, as they have time throughout their response. About 200 employees had to be evacuated from that whole complex. So while we're on the topic of toxic chemical accidents and dumps into the environment around us, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg is now expressing some level of remorse for his slow response to the incident that happened in East Palestine, Ohio, when a train derailment happened in early February. Buttigieg was asked about it on CBS News. Do you wish you would have spoken out sooner? Yes, I was uh, focused on just making sure that uh, our folks on the ground uh, were all set, but uh, could have spoken sooner about how strongly I felt uh, about this incident, and uh, that's a lesson learned for me. Buttigieg and President Joe Biden have yet to make a trip to that small Ohio town. On Wednesday, Donald Trump was there. Before he arrived in his plane, several delivery trucks could be seen in the downtown area with pallets of bottled water and food items being removed and taken to residents of East Palestine. Trump paid for those items to be delivered. Residents gathered outside to greet Trump when he arrived. Many of them were holding flags and signs, some of them even holding Let's Go Brandon flags. You could hear them thanking Trump for making an effort to visit them. Thank you, Thank you here too. 
And Donald Trump Jr., the oldest son of the former president, had a few things to say on the plane before it landed in Ohio. We're going to be heading over there, speaking to the people, hopefully force uh, the people in government to finally act because if our leaders refuse to step up, someone's got to step up and actually fill that void and lead. So I'm glad my father's that guy. Uh, It's going to be exciting. Looking forward to seeing uh, what's going on. And again, looking forward just to being part of you know, forcing people into action. You saw Pete Buttigieg down. Well, I wish people would have known how strongly I felt. Yeah, Pete, you felt so strongly you haven't been there in two weeks since the accident. So strongly. So strongly you were on a walk last night in D.C. Uh, with your husband, and it was beautiful, and you really hated to be interrupted by a reporter asking you questions about why you're not doing your jam job. That's how strongly you felt. You're full of it. Okay, give me a break. Uh, what losers these people are. They couldn't care less about you. They couldn't give a crap. And if you don't see that yet, folks, you haven't been watching. So while Joe Biden's giving away your taxpayer dollars and billions uh, to Ukraine, uh, Donald Trump's going to step up and fill that void, be out there fighting and supporting the American people. Don't forget that. The U.S. Department of Justice and the FBI are fast approaching a March 1st deadline given to both agencies by the House Judiciary Committee. The DOJ and FBI are supposed to hand over all documents related to FBI investigations into parents who attended school board meetings after a memo was circulated by A.G. Merrick Garland suggesting that concerned and upset parents at these meetings were akin to domestic terrorism. Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee want answers as to how the Biden administration and DOJ used federal counterterrorism resources against American parents. And the U.S. Department of Defense found out this past Monday from a good-faith security researcher that they have had an email server wide open to public access for the past two weeks. The server was hosted by Microsoft's Azure Government Cloud for the DoD. Thousands of emails of internal military information were open to any computer-savvy person who knew the IP address of that server because there was no password created to protect it. The email server entailed communications dating back years from Operations Command, which is the U.S. military unit used for special military operations, Anurag Sen is the security researcher who found the breach. He contacted TechCrunch, who in turn told the Department of Defense about this major vulnerability. A spokesman from the U.S. Special Operations Command, Ken McGraw, now says an investigation is underway and that there is no evidence at this point that the information systems were hacked. TechCrunch followed up on that statement by asking the DOD if there were internal logs used to detect any improper access or data exfiltration. However, the DOD spokesperson did not respond to that question. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out the 1819 News podcast as host Brian Dawson sits down and speaks with Charles Frederick, the man who led him to the Lord while Brian Dawson was serving in prison. I get there in, in 2008 and I walk in with just, you know, you're, you've got, you know, your little, your blankets in this arm. I don't remember if it was cup and spoon or what it was, but it's basically your greens. And 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 they put me in this faith pod, right? And that's the last place I want to be. But it's just that's where the open bunk was. Again, I'm sure that was coincidence, right? Right. And so I walk in with my stuff. He's my neighbor. Yeah. And Charles walks right up to me. I've still got my stuff in my arms. I don't even know where my cell is yet. And he's like, hi, my name's Charles. I'm a Christian. And he's like, this is a faith pod. And I was like, no. You can find more of that podcast at 1819news.com under the podcast tab. 
If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of the daily detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 